This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.co.uk for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders on the planet. On today's episode, I am delighted to be joined by Joe Bardi, the former CEO and COO of Academic Group, who are one of the largest MPL carriers in New York City. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you, Nick, for having me. Pleasure to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on today, Joe, and really looking forward to hearing more about your career and some insights that you can give some of our listeners. Now, before I start, I just want to give the listeners a bit more of an idea into your background. So you've had an extremely successful career in medical professional liability, but previous to that, you've also had a successful time leading up Aon's mergers and acquisitions team. So can I just start by asking you a little bit more about that and your time there. Absolutely. So I you know, had uh, spent the last uh, seven, eight years uh, at Academic, as you had mentioned, and prior to that uh, with Aon, first starting in their professional services group, uh, which is their professional liability practice for uh, lawyers' coverages. Yeah. And I uh, spent about three years uh, there working with a large group, a uh, captive client of theirs, comprised of a group of uh, large, notable uh, global law firms. You know, subsequently uh, joined their uh, acquisitions team, uh, having had an a-, a background in, in M&A and capital strategies, advisory services uh, from my past roles uh, in investment banking and consulting. I felt that it was a, a good opportunity to get back into doing deals and uh, really get a very broad immersion into all lines of insurance coverage. So obviously, it wasn't focused just uh, entirely on professional liability coverage, but rather all lines of insurance as pertaining to you know transactions that were being conducted by uh, clients of Aon. Great. And then subsequent to that, you, you joined Academic in 2012 as the Chief Operating Officer, and you, you moved into the CEO position in 2017. I understand it was quite a challenging environment at the time. So perhaps you can share a little little bit more light on that and time at academic. Indeed. Medical professional liability in in, uh, the US is obviously a challenging line uh, in all jurisdictions. Obviously, it's uh, a very near and dear uh, coverage for the insureds, uh, the Mm -hmm. physicians that are protected by this coverage, their reputations uh, at stake. You know, it's obviously something of of, of great importance and of, you know, great uh, financial consequence as well. New York uh, being a very difficult uh, jurisdiction, general uh, operating environments, etc., and the legal environment uh, has has made it one of the most challenging jurisdictions in the states for years, if not decades. And uh, Academic Group, which uh, coincidentally happened to be uh, one of my uh, old uh, original consulting clients from several lives back, had faced uh, some of those challenges in the late two thousands, uh, early early two thousand tens, having had. Uh, some reserve strengthening actions that had been necessary taking place uh, to 
basically put it into a, a deficit position. So, you know, I basically uh, called upon my 20 uh, years of experience or so at that point in time of giving advice to uh, clients across uh, all lines of business coverage, etc., to see if I can, uh, you know, step in and actually try to follow follow the advice I've been uh, giving clients and uh, help help turn the uh, situation around and restore it. And uh, obviously, the environment continues to uh, be challenged in, in New York as well as uh, across the country. But nonetheless, it's, uh, you know, academic uh, is still in operation today uh, in a scaled down uh, form and, uh, you know, continues to serve the needs of its insurance. So it's, you know, obviously one of those things where, you know, I think time, time and circumstance continues to evolve, particularly, you know, in these days yeah. with everything that's going on in our uh, insurance world. So, you know, I think uh, creative solutions are going to be, uh, you know, continue to be needed going forward mm. uh, across all lines. of. Yeah. And um, was there a, was there something specific about the opportunity to join a company like Academic that, that you saw there? I mean, coming from a corporate background at at Aon and then and enjoying a MPL carrier. Was there something specific there that you saw as an opportunity for for your career? Absolutely. I mean, you know, one kind of getting getting the uh, chief uh, operating officer status title and actually having to perform and, and and do it under those challenging circumstances. It really was a test of you know everything I had done up to that point in my career. Yeah. And it was one that I wanted to, you know, if, if not prove to the world, certainly prove to myself, you know, that what I had done, you know, culminated with, you know, being able to really uh, take a challenging situation there and improve upon it and move forward. And and as you mentioned, you know, going from a larger corporate uh, atmosphere of, you know, Aeons and, and other big uh, corporate entities that I'd been with in the past. Academic was obviously a very different, you know, in, in that regard. And it was something that I just wanted to, you know, certainly see and to, to experience uh, firsthand well. So I think it was a number of things that kind of, you know, attracted me to it at that point in time. Great. Now I'm going to move on and ask you the most important question of the series today. What's your go-to coffee in the morning, Joe? First, first cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm a typical New Yorker. It does tend tend to be of of a Starbucks variety, probably more so. Uh, you know, at home yeah. uh, than going down to the local uh, coffee house. But nonetheless, it's uh, you know usually uh, a dark dark roast uh, type coffee, and uh, pretty much you know get the uh, the spirit and 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 the uh, energy and and the thoughts flowing first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, good to hear it. Good to hear it. And uh, sounds like you might have uh, shares in um, Starbucks. Is that right? I I, I don't necessarily, and uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, it, uh, it does does tend to be the one I find myself drinking most often. So I guess uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it's the brighter choice, and um, yep, yeah, uh, Starbucks. No. Know where you live if they want to send you around some uh, complimentary coffee for that for that great stuff. Great stuff, Joe. So we're going to move forward now to the the main body of of our interview today, and I think I think it's great now that we've got a little bit of insight into your into your background and some of your achievements. So if I can first of all start off by asking, what do you do personally on a daily basis that helps set you up for a successful day? Well, I think apropos with uh, being in the insurance coffee house, it, it does somewhat uh, relate revolve around uh, that that cup of coffee. Actually, starts the probably the uh, evening before when kind of winding down the day. I tend to just look at the calendar, 
for the next day, uh, see what's in store, kind of map out what my strategy is going to be and what I uh, hope to accomplish, and then uh, pretty much go right back to it first thing in the morning while while the uh, cup of coffee is in my hand to say, okay, you know, here's here's what I've uh, since kind of modified or how how, I'm, how I want to do things, and uh, here's what I look to uh, achieve it today. Great. So having that time that day before, the evening before, just to reflect and to plan with some clarity what what you want to achieve the next day means you can then sit there with your Starbucks coffee and Matt re- really hit the day running. Indeed. Indeed. That's, uh, you know, I think while we're often faced with, you know, challenges of, you know, things that we don't typically expect uh, during the course of our business day to the extent that, you know, the ones that we can expect and the ones that we know we're, we're well prepared for, I think certainly, uh, you know, lends to, you know, successfully achieving what we set out to do. Definitely. Joe, we we understand that to be a successful insurance business leader, there is often some adversity to overcome along the way. So as well as asking you what's been your biggest success so far in your career, what, what has also been the largest setback you've suffered and how have you gone about overcoming that? I think certainly uh, every point of my career has, and everyone's career for that matter, you know, always has those type of uh, moments, and sometimes they're they're even one and the same. And uh, you know, certainly to the, at this point in my career, uh, academic has you know what I've been able to accomplish, uh, what I've been able to do there, and uh, you know, having become you know the insurance executive that I uh, have, have been able to as a result of it uh, has been certainly my greatest success. And it's certainly been my greatest challenge. You know, every, every time, given given the challenging nature of, uh, you know, the circumstances there, uh, whether, whether the setback was, you know, another financial situation that we needed to address or, you know, competition that had, uh, you know, changed dr- dramatically in, in, in the New York area that, you know, had until that point had never been experienced at all. You know, all of those things, uh, you know, certainly, I think it's almost uh, some days you felt it was two steps forward, two steps back. Uh, but nonetheless, it was always, always, uh, you know, still continuing to move uh, forward in, in, in the right direction. It was, but, uh, you know, definitely, you know, I think, I think that has certainly been, you know, greatest success and, uh, you know, challenge and setbacks along the way, you know, combined. That's great. And I love how the two linked together so well that actually from from that hardest time of adversity has also come your greatest success so that's that's really really inspiring joe and i'm sure a lot of our listeners will will share that we know that most insurance professionals fall into the industry so can i ask you first of all how you how you got into the industry and when did you have that light bulb moment where it all sort of clicked into place and you realized you could be successful in insurance Absolutely. I think I'm probably of, you know, the the group that certainly falls into the industry rather than, you know, sets out to go into insurance uh, from the get-go. So I originally started out uh, in engineering, yeah. uh, wanting to be a mechanical engineer some point late in, in, in my education. I decided that I wanted to go into financial services, being, you know, a born and raised New Yorker and New York, you know, obviously being the epicenter of 
of the financial services world, along with uh, you know London and a couple of other uh, uh, large, large uh, notable places. You know, it, it seemed like the right thing to do, and it was at a time when you know technology was uh, you know really starting to develop. Communications, the internet, all of those things uh, back in the early 1990s. And I wanted to be a technology investment banker. And uh, somewhere along the way, that turned towards uh, doing capital strategies and mergers and acquisition advisory services for insurance companies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I figured if I can understand the operations, the background and the fundamentals of an insurance company and their financial structure, then, you know, certainly I I would be able to understand most anything. And I was still, you know, uh, I, I guess looking to go move back towards uh, technology, if you will, um, for the first several years of, of my career while doing that. And I think it was at some point you know, where I had continued to work with uh, a number of my colleagues that had originally drawn drew me into the insurance uh, industry. I continued to work with them after we'd all kind of gone our separate ways, but we're still work collaborating. Uh, that's when I realized that you know, insurance is, is, is uh, where I belong. Great. So I've got this picture in my head of you starting out in the in the eighties, early nineties, with the uh, the big mobile phone, the big um, brick handset, walking down Wall Street in the morning. Is that is that an accurate? I was a few years after that time, but um, <laughs> you know, there was the, the the big brick mobile phones were still being quickly replaced by the smaller, uh, you know, flip phones of the time, if you will. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was that era for sure. <laughs> yeah. I do you a bit of a disservice there. So it's a bit, bit, bit later on, a bit later on. So Joe, who's been the most influential mentor or leader you've worked with and, and what advice have you learned from them? Well, I, I, I think every step along the way I've had, you know, Tremendous, wonderful people that I've worked with, that I've learned from, uh, that have inspired me, um, that have challenged me. Uh, So I think, you know, certainly I've uh, the list. I think is 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 quite extensive uh, as far as people that I've I've been able to learn from. But you know, certainly the uh, individuals that drew me into the insurance industry when uh, I first joined KPMG. Her, her good friend who I, you know, is a good friend and, uh, you know, mentor to this day. You know, I've, I've obviously learned insurance from him, uh, you know, having come, come from an insurance and Wall Street background previously himself. And, uh, you know, certainly have, you know, learned how to conduct myself in business, you know, how to, you know, properly seek to uh, do transactions and uh you know other other business dealings uh in 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 manners you know befitting a professional so uh, yeah. you know I'm, I'm truly grateful for everything that i've learned from him that's great to hear i think it's really important to have those people that you can look up to even if they're people you don't necessarily work with or or alongside but but to have people there who you know you can go to for some advice or, or just to learn from them and and what, what they're doing like you say, conducting yourself in the right way in business. Joe, we've been having a look back at your career and reflecting on that. If I can ask you now to to look forward over the next three to five years, how do you see the insurance industry developing and what do you think insurance business leaders should be doing to adapt so they can be successful in these times? 
Well, I think that's an answer that, you know, surely over the last several months, you know, while some of the aspects of it are the same, some of them have obviously changed quite significantly with, you know, what's, what's transpired, uh, you know, with COVID and and the impact it will have on, on, on the industry. You know, I think insurance was already maybe not at a crossroads, but certainly, you know, kind of the next point in, in evolution. Technology has 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 been you know vastly being uh, pushed into uh, our, our space pretty much since the you know beginning of my career, but um, you know certainly more so in the last several years with the advent of you know AI and uh, you know trying to automate things and obviously find different ways to underwrite, find different ways to handle claims, and uh, find different ways to you know look at uh, you know new businesses, new risks, etc. Those are the things that I think you know we're already in in in, in motion uh, for the insurance industry, but now you know have obviously taken on a very new meaning with mm-hmm. you know what you know what's what's developed more recently. So I think the biggest biggest uh, challenge and and uh, you know biggest need for the industry is going to be to be able to continue to evolve, to be able to continue to adapt and uh, address, you know, what's what's going to be kind of the new complexion of risk going forward. Because I think, you know, some of those risks are certainly going to, you know, be tried and true and remain. But I think, you know, we're going to see some uh, new new risk evolve out, out, of, out of all of this. And we're also going to see, you know, risk change. Joe, we're going to now move on now to the espresso round, which I know you're looking forward to. Short, sharp and straight to the point. So, Joe, can I ask, are you ready for the espresso round? Absolutely. The espresso round. Joe, if I can start off by asking, what's your favourite success quote? I'm not sure if it's a quote or you know just an expression or or or, or a way of life. You know, I, I I think just the mantra of you know work hard and play hard. You know, definitely to be successful. You know, it's it's required a, a, the willingness and a desire to want to work hard. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it pretty much is is nonstop. And I think when you're able to you know meld the two, that it's you know something you enjoy doing. Mm. Um, you know, it also becomes a little bit of, you know, the, the, the second uh, aspect of it, of the play hard part mm. of it. But, you know, certainly that element of it also, I think, you know, being able to take a step away uh, when necessary, decompress, you know, all of those things. I think those are things that uh, we've we continue to uh, say, you know, throughout the entirety of my career. But I think, you know, all of us are find ourselves guilty of not doing enough. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we definitely have to, you know, make time for ourselves to, you know, be able to kind of unwind, take a step back and then be able to come back and uh, attack the uh, work of the day uh, with with a fresh mind and a fresh start. Um, so I, yeah, think, uh, I, I completely that. agree. I, I think there's two there's two elements to that work hard, play hard. The first is actually taking that time to switch off, recharge the batteries, think about other things and re- really rest so that, so that you're fresh for the challenge. But also, I think the more successful you become, the more the, more the two intertwine. So the, the work and the play become, become very similar things. And actually, the business becomes a lot more enjoyable and actually also does move into your, does move into your social life as well. So I think there's two, two great things to learn from that. Joe, what what do you see as the number one thing holding back insurance professionals from being more successful? 
I think it's kind of hinges back to what we discussed earlier about being able to adapt and being flexible and being able to evolve. Uh, you know, insurance is obviously a, a, a very mature industry, mm. and you know, many of its functions within that have been very much the same for years, decades, if not, you know, uh, even even going back further historically. And I think, you know, with the technology changing, with everything else changing, I think, you know, I think folks that have seen the greatest, uh, you know, success in their careers and, you know, to date in the insurance industry have been those that have been willing to, you know, learn things other than the particular line of business that they're in or the particular function that they're in, see the bigger picture and, uh, you know, be able to be innovators and be creative uh, going forward. Fantastic, fantastic. And I like like how you've brought that around to the original insurance coffee house there at, at Lloyd's and how things have adapted and changed and over the years. I think it'll probably be quite incredible now for for the for the merchants and the insurers, the underwriters back in that day to to see how things have evolved so much. Okay, so Joe, how do you drive forward the standards of the insurance industry and, and how have you gone about doing that during your career? I think the key to my success is the same uh, that you know, I, I wish to uh, share and parlay to you know, other professionals in the industry, and that's being able to be exposed to different things, being able to ch- be challenged by different things. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's kind of critical to you know, our, our, our business as a whole, that it's not just uh, you know, learn how to do a particular function or a different line, a particular line of business, but yeah. rather uh, you know, learn, uh, be challenged, and uh, be pushed to you know new new levels. I think that's uh, you know necessary across all levels. Is that something that you've recommended to people throughout your career for them to try and experience different areas of insurance? Absolutely, whether it's different lines of business or again different different functions. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's. It, 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 Professionals always have a different perspective. You know, uh, an underwriter will always see things a little bit differently when they really have an understanding of what those claims are, having you know done it firsthand, or vice versa. And same thing across other lines of business. Um, so I think that's that's you know certainly uh, paramount to to one's success to being able to really understand uh, what they're doing, rather than just you know this is how we've been doing it for years, so we'll yeah. continue to do so going you know the same going forward. Right. And how have you developed and maximized the chances of other insurance business leaders being successful? Uh, in the organizations I've been in in the past, it's always been you know, trying to you know, expose people to you know, these different areas, to these yep. different uh, challenges. So it's, it's pretty much you know, trying to, where possible, offer the uh, same opportunities I would want to have for myself. Yeah. I think I think it's so important to be build that well-rounded career, and you do see things then from different perspective, from different stakeholder positions. Indeed, um, within the within the sector, do you think there's room for people from outside the sector to come in and, and have an impact? Whether that's through technology, from accountancy and finance, and from the from the engineering space we discussed earlier as well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's insurance applies across all aspects of our lives. Mm. 
Um, you know, there's risk associated with, you know, everything, you know, uh, in, in our daily lives. And as such, you know, whether it's technology or engineering or financial services, other areas, accountancy, et cetera, manufacturing, you know, all of those things, there's insurance for some aspect of that. And I think, you know, bringing that firsthand expertise to the industry will certainly help, particularly as the, you know, all of these risks uh, continue to evolve and, ch- and mm. develop. Um, so whether it's, you know, artificial uh, uh, intelligence out there, um, automated, fully automated uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, other types of risks like that, uh, being able to bring those specialties, you know, into the industry of ensuring that risk, um, you know, I think is certainly something that the industry can benefit from. Yeah, I'll be very valuable indeed. Uh, Joe, for our last question of the espresso round, I'd like to ask you, if you woke up tomorrow morning with all of the knowledge and all the experience you've built over the years, but but your career had, had gone, um, aside from picking up the phone to me and asking me to find you your, your next opportunity, how would you go about starting your career again? What, what steps would you take to accelerate your career path? That's that's an interesting question because I'm somewhat at a, at that crossroads uh, as as we speak. You know, obviously I've uh, enjoyed the success of a, a wonderful career, working with wonderful individuals, and uh, having you know built a base of you know tremendous experience that I'm you know I'm looking to apply to uh, you know the, the the next greatest chapter in my life here. Right. Um, so I think the key thing is, is, is really to, you know, make sure that you've continued to build, you know, upon yourself uh, all along the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, always, always, you know, look at the road ahead of you. Look where you want to go as opposed to looking, you know, right down at your feet and, you know, the mm. steps that you're taking. Mm. Um, because I think if you can, you know, visualize, you know, where you want to go, then, you know, you're always going to be going in that direction as opposed to, you know, just kind of uh, taking yet another small step forward. Um, I yeah. think it's, you know, you really have to, you know, see what's going to be, you know, where, where, where you want to find yourself next. Continuing to progress. I, lo- I like it. Really, really like it. Joe, thank you f- so much for your time today. It's been really, really insightful. Before you go, can I just ask you for, for your one piece of closing advice and how our listeners might go about contacting you after the show? Absolutely. So uh, again, it's kind of speaking to the to the mantra of you know uh, working hard, playing hard, and surrounding yourself with wonderful professionals. Um, you know, always continue to look to build upon your career, and I think you know the rest will all fall into place. It might not be exactly you know what you envision when you first start out, but it'll be a, a fun road traveled, and I think will be very rewarding along the way. You can feel free to contact me, joseph.barty at gmail.com or uh, via, via mobile, uh, plus one, two, one, two, six, five, eight, one, three, seven, zero. And uh, looking forward to uh, continuing uh, to be in this wonderful industry for, uh, for years to come. It's, as, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be changing and uh, it's going to be an interesting road for sure. It certainly is. And thank you, Joe, for, for sharing those contact details. We'll be adding those to the show notes so our listeners can can reach out to you after the show. Joe, it's been such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Insurance Coffee House. 
We've really enjoyed hearing from you and the insights and advice you, you have for our listeners. Nick, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to you know, continued greatness from our industry. That's it. I think that's a great note to finish on, the continued greatness for the insurance industry. So to all our insurance business leaders out there, whether you're based in the United States, the UK or across the world, we thank you for listening today. I'm sure you have gained some valuable insights and learnings from Joe. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app and make sure that you download and subscribe to the show so that you receive each one of our episodes directly into your inbox each week. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley and this has been the Insurance Coffee House. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.